Welcome to Conversations with the Authors. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Conversations with the Authors. I'm your host, Daniel. And I'm Daryl. And I'm Sandra. And as always, I'd like to thank you for uh, pressing the play button and tuning in. I'd like to thank Mom and Dad for always being here and helping me out. And of course, Alexander Nakarada for the amazing score that you always do. Uh, I encourage you all to uh, continue listening as well. This is the season finale. This is not the last you've uh, heard of us. We will continue to keep chitting and chatting and uh, enjoying ourselves. So this is not the uh, season uh, finale. Uh. <laughs> uh, no, 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 not at all. This is, this is just the beginning. As you all know, this is not a scripted podcast. We sort of go off the dome. So we're just sort of uh, having a conversation like we always do. So I guess we'll talk about encouragement. Uh, how do you guys go about encouraging each other when it comes to writing? Do you have techniques? Are there things that you do? Or I, I think that the first thing that we do is like anyone else. You know, sometimes you, one of us might begin to doubt that we even know mm-hmm. <laughs> what we're doing or mm-hmm. that we can do it. That's and really mean. we have to remind <laughs> remind one another: you can do it. You can do it. You right. can do it. Yes, absolutely. And, <laughs> Sandy, now, Mom, is there uh, anything particular you do in terms of? Encouraging yourself or encouraging dad or whomever uh, when it comes to your stories. To myself, yes. I go back and I look at my notes Mm -hmm. and I remember the different little parts that I wanted to make sure I liked. And I have Mm -hmm. in my little notes, there's pictures Mm -hmm. of you kids. Mm Mm-hmm. When you giggled or laughed or went mm. right. stuck your tongue out and didn't like something or <laughs> you stomped your feet and went away. And uh, those are my reminders. <laughs> and, and, and and what is it that really sort of encouraged you uh, to, to, to write? To not just How Nicholas Became Santa Claus, your... Eric Hoffman, a nominated uh, book, uh, but uh, just in general, what what encourages you? What what keeps you moving? What drives your story? As our haha theme goes. <laughs> Originally, I started writing poetry and little short stories mm-hmm. because I had um, a great grandpa that couldn't see, mm-hmm. and he wanted to go places, mm-hmm. so he would say take me someplace mm-hmm. but you gotta use your words right. you know I, I think for me when I was a kid my father used to make these stories mm-hmm. up he would make stories up on the spot we could be at the dinner table and he'd make up a story and we'd be fascinated listening to that mm-hmm. you know, trying to finish dinner but, but we'd rather listen to him and uh, I remember even recorded one once. Yes, and, yes, yeah. mm-hmm. yes. I and, heard that recording. Yeah, it's a pretty old recording yeah. because it goes back way back to the 60s. And, and I'm such a fan mm-hmm. because if you remember uh, some of the earlier podcasts, we did the readings for uh, some of the earlier chapters, and I did some voices for some of the characters, just, just for the Helsies. And uh, it kind of reminded me of Grandpa. Oh, yeah, uh, he used to do it all the time. Uh, yeah. And he was doing voices, and I right. just thought that was so I think, uh, enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, that was an encouragement for me. And uh, uh, back in the, in the, in the 60s, mm-hmm. early 60s, there used to be uh, a brand-new program mm-hmm. that was on television. It was a Twilight Zone. And it started in the 50s, but I remember it in the 60s. And 
uh, I wanted to be like Rod Serling. I wanted to write stories. Right, right. So I, I, I think uh, probably, uh, you know, by the by the even before President Kennedy was president, you know, I'm an old person. You know, right, uh, right. I used to uh, write short stories. <laughs> story. I've heard of that. I think you know, a baseball card or yeah. uh, no, um, so back in the days of Washington. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> How was that cherry tree? Was oh, it? man, I'm telling you. <laughs> I, I got into it because with the dyslexia, mm-hmm. I had so much trouble in school. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't remember things in the order that they were supposed mm-hmm. to be in. So I was always, you're lying or you're t- making up a story. So my grandpa and my daddy and my mom would say, okay, let's go home. We're going to fix this. And then they'd sit down and they'd throw out a whole bunch of pieces of paper and they'd say, see those pictures? Tell me a story. You know, and Dad, I don't know if you, <clears throat> you know, realize this, but you're a black man. And, what? Uh, no! Wait, and, uh, I didn't know that. Well, I want to ask you one question about that. When did that happen? Oh, uh, you know, okay. anyway, All right, I so I, I, I got I, you. You know, point. I don't see color, but... Uh, you know, uh, but I've got, I've got to wonder, how did that affect... How did being a writer... You know, affect you growing up and being a black man. I mean, well, you know, uh, we had plenty of examples of, mm-hmm. of writers. I think one of the uh, big writers when I was in school was James Baldwin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, uh, we were encouraged to read him, and there were others too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, uh, so it 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 was a, 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 a privilege uh, to to think that I could possibly. Uh, be one of those uh, a member of that exclusive club right. that was just a dream of a kid right. though at the time so writing became a hobby behind my vocation uh, right because i was in the science right. and you know and and, and later I, I went into medicine what was it that difficult was to hone your craft uh as a young black man growing up well you know when i when i was a kid uh, we I think any one of us was proud that we could uh, uh, conversate right. completely, and and we were, you know, black men especially were looked at as probably someone who couldn't communicate very right. well. Yeah. So, and not everyone, of course. Right. Uh, and so we, I was just happy to be able to to write my ideas down and write stories and talk to people and communicate efficiently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it it was it was always something I, I worked at and I, I paid attention to. Well, I mean, cl- clearly uh, you you've you've mastered it because reading how Nicholas became Santa Claus that you published with uh, Sandy uh, is it's it's just a joy with every page. You can see the craftsmanship. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like it's I, I could akin it to watching someone build a house or or you know build a boat. Yeah, I mean, every nook and cranny of the story has been well thought out and planned before it was set to, you know. And even even after that, it, you know, know uh, uh, it's no no secret that I I read our own book. I read it, golly, maybe fifteen times. And I think that's you that's know, important. And so readers. and you have to read every Absolutely. line and every word. Yes, the readers listening. And, and you're, you I know. remember uh, when I was reading about how to write. Yes. Uh, one author said, if anything that you write 
can be taken other than the way you mean it, yes. then you probably need to rewrite it. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> exactly. So I'm 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 always uh, acutely aware of that, and so uh, I, I'll take. I feel like a politician sometimes, uh-huh. going like doing his line by line veto because I will veto something in my story yeah. if it if it doesn't sound right or if it doesn't say exactly what I mean for it to say. Mm-hmm. If I make a double entendre, I meant to make right. a double entendre. Yes. But if you make a double entendre, you don't right. mean to. Right. Then you probably want to write it and learn yes. how to yes. write it again. Learn how to write and so that, that, that you, author your meaning echoes, comes through. That author echoes grandma. She used to say. Uh, my dad's mom, she used to say, you know, say what you mean, I mean what you say. And as a black man growing up, uh, I definitely took that to heart uh, and made sure that the words that I draft uh, were reached clarity to what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I didn't want what I was saying to be misconstrued. If I'm making mm-hmm. a point, the point is to be made. Right, uh, and Absolutely. hopefully you can understand that point. Uh, and obviously, yeah. no one is perfect, but we right. try. You strive for perfection. Right. We never. I don't think any of us ever uh, reach perfection, right. and there are mistakes made. Right. But uh, you strive for it. And, and, don't don't. And, my my mother would say. Right. You know, don't have a lazy tongue and and say what you mean and right. mean what you say. And, and readers, uh, like he like he said, uh, you know, when he was learning, when he he was reading on how to learn to write. And that's what's important to remember, is that no one is born a writer. No one is born a novelist. Uh, no one is born a poet, a uh, laureate. You know, no one uh, is born with these set of skills. Learning how to articulate, how to say what you mean and, and mean what you say, those, those, uh, are, things those you, are things you acquire. You acquire, you, you develop know? there. But I tell you one thing we're all, we all get. You know, as human beings, we get experiences. Yes. That's you know, right. uh, some very positive, a few negative, some a lot of negative and a few positive, and some, and most of us are in the middle. Right. You know, I used to say, uh, you know, I had a friend uh, a while ago who was dealing with some relationship issues, and one of the things I told her is don't regret uh, necessarily the people that you date uh, who have, you know, done wrong because they make you who you are. The people that, the experiences, the things that you go through in life make you who you are. You learn from every experience and oftentimes you'll learn more from your quote-unquote failures than you do your successes. Um, And so sort of the same question to you, Mom. While you're not a black man, you are a white woman. Uh, And how, how was that for you growing up and learning how to Right, because much like black men, women weren't often given a voice either. No. Uh, matter of fact, we were often told, uh, mm-hmm. it's not your place, don't say anything. Mm-hmm. So my dad and you my just, mom you would... You were just supposed to sit there and look pretty. Right. Right? We were supposed <laughs> to Keep your be manners and... You, know, you, were do- you were supposed to be seen but not heard. That's like a child, right? Beckoned when you were mm-hmm. asked... You could speak when you were asked. Mm-hmm. And smile a lot. Smile a lot. <laughs> and your answer had better reflect the head man in your household. Right. And I grew up doing that. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. I was also taught, know what you want to do, know what you want to say, mm-hmm. and don't be afraid but, to but, say it. And 
but then there are consequences. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, you, you know, you, you, like me, you were born in the fifties, right, right? So, right. A, a parents true. who were born in the twenties, yeah, right. So, right. so and raised my, by parents. You right. know, were born in the late 1800s, yeah. early in the With me, I was the child of immigrants, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I had Russians and Germans and mm-hmm. Polish people mm-hmm. that were telling me the rights and wrongs, mm-hmm. which in each different country were, they were common but different. Right. So uh, writing, you know, how Nicholas became Santa Claus. We talked about writing, uh, you know, for the villain, and mm-hmm. how that was sort of like letting the le- letting the leash off, and sort of letting you, you know, have your freedoms. Mm-hmm. And writing how Nicholas became Santa Claus for you two was kind of that same thing, but in terms of speech, it encouraged you to continue uh, to to write to be your authentic selves in a sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and really just let your creativity go without boundaries of uh, race or gender. Well, well, the n- nice thing about uh, writing, especially when you're writing mm-hmm. uh, fantasy science fiction, is that you can uh, you can set yourself free. Yes. You know, yes. and uh, when you set you- once you set yourself free, and you don't abide by ordinary convention, you can write anything. Right. And did mm-hmm. that. That way of thinking did that play into uh, writing your characters for Nicholas, writing the story for Nicholas, writing the plot, yeah, writing your your consecutive stories. We were writing a story uh, about a world that we could not have possibly lived in, mm-hmm. so we had to use a lot of imagination and a lot of, mm-hmm. of research, and we had to uh, allow ourselves to think in ways that uh, we might be prohibited from thinking. Right. Today, you know, I'll tell you what, I went to a conference once many years ago, and no matter what you think about mm-hmm. the way the world is now, how yes. dangerous or how safe mm-hmm. you think the world is, uh, the professor that was giving the uh, 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 the, uh, the recitation mm-hmm. was a lot, told us that the world today, now, is a safer place than it ever had been mm-hmm. in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, there were times in the past, if you want to think about the days of your knights in shining armor and right. and, uh, and kings with absolute power, people, noblemen, they could kill you for the smallest yes. infraction. Just for looking you at know? them. And they could, they could take your, your, your wife and have their way on your honeymoon, right. anything they wanted to do. Uh, on your wedding you know? day. Yeah. Right. So uh, it was... And that is sort of, uh, again, the freedom in, in creating your own world is you have the freedom to bring in the bro- the prohibitions or inhibitions or what have you of your worlds so if you so chose, yeah. as you say, so long as it drove the story. Yeah, in, in that world, in that story, we could, we could bring all that back plus more. Yes. You know, and... Uh, some, it would, some of it would be frightening to have to go through in real life, but it, but you have to admit that it was intriguing. Yes. And it was something that made you want to find out what came next. Yes, and yeah. I'm so glad that that encouragement uh, came into your life, um, that you came into each other's lives, because I exist. So thank you for that. You but are. also... <laughs> You're welcome, <laughs> but, but also, uh, you know... Uh, you know that you can create this story and the peripheral stories that I know you're yes. working on, and and so I, I've got to wonder, and, and I'm sure that our listeners who 
inevitably want to be writers and some of our writers want to be listening you know who continue to be listeners what sort of encouragement might you have for them as they continue on their writing and or reading journey you know get started. I, yeah get started because mm-hmm. you know sandy and i both uh know of a story of a of a real person who uh, unfortunately died recently recent being in the last i guess 15 years uh who uh, their relatives told us that after that person died, they found reams and reams of writing, mm. you know, in their closets and in their in their drawers mm. and in boxes, and they thought it was good writing, but it had never seen the light of day, not mm. once, you know. And I fear that there are people out there that have ideas and that are writing, they just write it and put it away. You know, and and maybe that's what you want to do. But if that's not what you want to do, show someone, right? You know, and exactly. and, and right out in the open, you know, come out of the. And, and as a person of faith, mm-hmm. I would I would say that, uh, you know, the God God has given you a gift. He's put something in you, uh, and clearly it wants to be shared with the world. So share it. Uh, you know, don't uh, be discouraged. It don't took be discouraged. Me it took me 10 years to turn over 10 pages to my husband. And, and it I, was because I was not confident enough that my story was written well enough. Mm-hmm. But I knew Daddy had studied the languages more. I knew he knew grammar better. I knew he knew other things better than I did so I gave it to him and I said look I think it's a good story I think we need to go with it can you fix it and 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 boy was it a good story you know what I was writing something as she was writing I put my stuff down mm-hmm. to work on hers because it was so intriguing his story was like pages to the end. Yeah, I, I, I think I've probably gotten maybe two, three hundred pages into the story, and so I put it away. I put it down, and I wanted to work on on how Nicholas became Santa Claus because it was such a fantastic story. It had it is such imagination. Absolutely, I mean, you know. It's, and it's, it's, I, tr- I, I tried to mm-hmm. combine all the things that I learned from the Native American people that I had met, the people of different nationalities that I had met, different religions that I had met, Mm -hmm. from my relatives who Mm -hmm. had gone through the Holocaust and the terrors that they went through. Mm -hmm. They became my villains. The terrors Mm -hmm. became my villains. Mm -hmm. And this tender little woman next to me can write a villain. She wrote the (laughs) villain. Okay. All right. (laughs) And uh, you know, if you're if you're interested in more of our conversations, which are bound to happen, <laughs> bound, um, there will be a season two. So please hit us up at uh, troopbooks dot com. Uh, contact us at info at troopbooks dot com, uh, and let us know what you'd like to see on the next episodes. Uh, uh, you can hit us up on our Instagram and our Facebook and our TikTok, uh, all at troopbooks t r o u p e, even our threads. Um, because, dear writers, as someone who's dabbled in, cyber, in sci-fi writing, 
um, I know that it can be a daunting task to create a world from scratch, but trust me when I say it's worth it. There's something truly magical about being able to bring your imagination to life on the page, to transport your readers to a place that exists only in your mind. If you're just starting out, my advice is to let your creativity run wild. Don't be afraid to experiment with different ideas and concepts, even if they seem far-fetched at first. And remember, in the sci-fi fantasy, anything is possible. And if you're experienced in writing, don't be afraid to challenge yourself and try something new. Maybe there's a genre or a subgenre you haven't explored yet, or a character archetype that you wanted to try and play with. Embrace the unknown. See where it takes you. And most importantly, remember to have fun. Writing should not feel like a chore or something you're forced to do. It should be a passion, a joy, something that fills you with excitement and inspiration. So, whether you're just starting out or you've been writing for years, don't forget to take pleasure in the process. It's a journey. It's not the destination that matters. Okay, it's the journey. So go forth my fellow writers, my dear listeners, and explore new worlds. Create unforgettable characters and let your imagination soar. I can't wait to see what amazing stories you create. I can't wait to talk to you more and chat with you more on conversations with the authors. And I'll see you next season. <laughs>